0: Hello, this is episode 242 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. This episode is on development scales, Maslow. It's on the concept of developing from the top down. I don't normally do this, and in fact, I don't think I've ever done this before. Normally, I would take one of two routes here. I would talk this out with one of my soul tribe, and then, and or write it out, and possibly put it out to the world as a piece of writing. But I can't write it at the moment. And I don't want these ideas to evaporate. So this is what a journey into my personal notebooks would look like this week. And this feels like a big week. I've spent a year now showing everyone their pain. And as one person who knows me well put it, you've gone from developing the individual to showing what's wrong in humanity. And I struggle between showing you the possibility and making you aware of the reality. I need to travel through the world with possibility, but I need you to understand the pain created in others or the cycle never changes. I take inspiration from all sorts of places. And one of the odd ones is energy readers, because sometimes they see things in big themes, And there are often big energetic shifts taking place for people and you can get a sense of that. And there are two conversations recently which really struck me. There was one reader who talked about that they can't feel judgmental of non-aware people. But then they proceeded to do a whole reading on a phoenix rising from the ashes. And if you aren't aware, you haven't gone through the flames and through the pain to rise. Which is essentially what I've focused on for the last year with, in my writing and in my podcast and, and in all of the themes I've presented to people. And another energy reader presented the idea of developing from the top down. And this started off a whole chain of ideas in my head that I've been trying to write up since last May, where I've been trying to join lots of pieces of information and just not being able to put it on the page the way that I see it. And I now understand that I see it in a three-dimensional way because that's a very dyslexic trait. We, we, one of the reasons that we struggle to read is because we work in the three-dimensional and reading is a two-dimensional art form. And so often I struggle to translate my ideas in image form back onto the 2D page. And this had me go back through Maslow my first methods on the development scales, which I'm going to talk about. And as it's outside my comfort zone to include their channels, I'm going to, in the interest of doing that thing that scares me, as if recording this podcast wasn't enough. So in the description, I will put the YouTube channels for the two people who kind of inspired parts of this for me. So one of the earliest ideas that I wrote up was a concept of a purple development scale. And I'll explain in a minute why it's purple. It's from colour theory. Most people encourage you to shed layers at best. Or that the layers that you've been born into, that you have to stay in, the, in that zone as such. And I've never, I've never seen it this way. And I was always really drawn to Jung's idea. I am not what happened to me, I am what I choose to become. I'm probably going to click through windows here as I try to talk this out. So I'm not sure if you going to hear that in the background. I always had a sense with, with my students when I started my school that there was a kind of a core self trapped inside. And I drew these rings around that for the different layers. And I'll, I'll talk through those layers in a minute. But there was sort of this idea that... The teachers also had their own blueprint, which they superimposed. The parents had theirs too. There was society and the environment that they were in that had their say. And somewhere in the midst of all of this, there was the individual with their dreams, their personality, their aptitude and skills, and that much of the time... When people went to work with an individual, especially to try and change bad cycles such as addiction, cycles of self-harm or school refusal or motivation, whatever they viewed to be the problem as such, that it was almost as if they tried to drag the individual out through all these layers. Whereas I always viewed this the completely opposite way. That sense of core as such was on the outside, that purple layer for me. And inside in that, you were formed by all the experiences and your sense of self inside, including your confidence and your personality and the environment you were in and the school experiences you had and the experiences of the teachers and the experiences of your parents and your ancestors and so on. They were all forming inside in you. And so you didn't have to get rid of those. You just had to integrate them. And so I assigned colours to those. I assigned three primary colours and three secondary colours. And if you're an artist, you have three primary colours, which are red, yellow and blue. And the secondary colours that you can create from those are green, orange and purple. And for me, the most significant one was the purple. And it's funny as I go back through this and I start to always add a layer of thinking onto my methods. It's as if I've instinctively understood something. And I did this when I created the the table of elements years ago. When I went back to it, I realized that I had built in certain factors that I hadn't really considered, but I had just sort of subconsciously done. And this is a little bit the same. When I go back and I look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I'll talk through in a minute, And when I look at that image, and I realise that it can very easily start to coincide with our chakras. And then I start to look at the idea of when those start to develop in people. And I think about the pivotal ages of development that I've always seen, and I start to compare all of this. I start to see how they all correlate. So for me, I made personality red, which is the root chakra. I made aptitudes yellow, which is your solar plexus, I made the potential that I saw in people as being blue, which is the throat chakra. And that's a sense of talking out your dreams and all the possibilities right down to the depth of the ocean. There's, There's no containment on them. And it's one of the first things I always encourage the students to do. So there's a sense of showing people their personality, showing them the aptitudes that they have and how they process the world best, having them talk out their potential. And then the projects that I created were green, which was for the environment, which is the heart chakra. And a lot of people thought that I made Confidence Club about competence, but it wasn't. It was, it's green in color. And the reason that it's green is because it was about taking the concepts to any environment, and you feeling loved in that environment. So whether that was a school that I created, whether it was you going back to your mainstream school, whether it was you going to other clubs and societies outside school, or whether it was your home environment. It was about those skills transferring and that sense of yourself transferring into that environment. Confidence which is Orange, and the first project I ever set up was was Orange, the Homework Club. And that was because my key focus was develop confidence in people, which is the sacral chakra. And confidence is ultimately our comfort in intimacy. And there is a comfort in trust of others. And we created an environment of trust and safeness in creating the school. And the last one was Purple which is the crown chakra, which for me is the most important. It was the expression of your truest self. What I always say is that you can have an amazing personality. You can have extraordinary potential, brilliant ideas, fantastic aptitudes. But if you can't express any of those, it doesn't matter. And so it's your truest form of yourself. And so the only one that I didn't seek to develop, but left to develop naturally, was your indigo, your awareness, or your third eye chakra, which is what everyone with a core develops. They develop an awareness of their connection to others and the depth of those connections. All of the people that I've worked with for a long periods of time, we have grown hugely connected. They develop a really big sense of their impact on others and their impact in the world, both positive and negative, and that sense of awareness in how to essentially make humanity a better place, which is the sense of that rising from the ashes, Phoenix for me, having gone through a whole process. With Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is this, you can go off and search Maslow. You'll come up with a pyramid shape, right? And I recorded a podcast a few years ago on the fact that from his notes there was a missing layer which was a sense of meaning and purpose at the very top. And on the bottom of that, there's all our basic needs, which are a lot to do with having a home environment, feeling safe. People see it as a big sense of developing the root chakra um, and your base and your security, those earliest parts of yourself and that security that you develop. If If I look at this in a 3D way, which is what I've been trying to do now for over a year. Because I drew out this concept of a labyrinth with the central core and with all the layers spinning around the outside. And I was like, I know the middle is the core here that I developed, but why can't I see this the way I want to see it? And the reason for that is that you need to pull it up out of the page and that central piece becomes the top, which becomes the top of that pyramid, which becomes... That crown chakra and that expression and that outside layer that I've been working from the outside in all of the time. That sense of complete self in the world, being able to express yourself with that purpose and all those other layers having formed from your experiences and you integrating them. And the part that I see in this is that for some people in the world, you actually don't have to develop from the bottom of that pyramid from Maslow. Not everybody is fortunate enough to be born into a situation where they have that. And I think one of the reasons that I see this differently is because, is because I've been fortunate enough in my life to have that base layer, to have what my parents didn't have especially my mother. But when I've gone out into the world with the sensitivity and with that top of that pyramid so developed and being so sensitive and so plugged into the world and so responsible and having such a heightened awareness of purpose and saying from, you know, the age of 10 that I wanted to make it better for everybody coming after me in whatever educational environment, And having that weight, that it's it's as if I have often felt top-heavy. I've always had the security of the base to go home to, but I've always had this huge contrast and this huge conflict between my internal world and my outer world. And so I've always seen that contrast. And I don't see it as necessary that if you don't have those that base formed if you're not fortunate enough, that it doesn't mean that your situation can't change and that you can't develop almost from a sense of belief outside of yourself. You can develop from the top down and you can later integrate and create those elements for you. And what I do see is that there's a huge correlation as you start to develop that awareness and that that top piece then i often see there's a huge correlation between needing to be vegetarian or vegan needing to be in nature needing to be hyper aware of your body detoxing mindfulness meditation yoga all of that comes with an awareness because you have to start to really integrate that into your actual body and integrate down through that pyramid and especially if you didn't especially if you didn't do what Maslow expected from a young age and develop from the bottom up. So that changes everything for me. You know, it's why I see the possibility in everybody. It's why it doesn't matter what those layers that you've spun through are. It doesn't matter what those layers are that your family or your ancestors or your genetic line has spun through or your teachers or the environment that you were in at certain times. There's always the potential to change those. All you need is something above you and beyond you, believing in you and for you to tap into, and for that to develop down. And for you to learn what life skills and what aptitudes and what you have benefited from in the experiences of your life. And this is why I sit down and I work with students and work with adults very differently. Because you look at all those layers and you integrate them and nothing is bad. It's just a sense of development. Whereas everybody else has always been focusing on developing you from the bottom up and deciding what was possible for you based on that. So I have finally managed to integrate a year worth of thinking by realizing that it's not a two-dimensional series of circles on the page. It's one that you pull From the middle up and that becomes the top of the pyramid and it it becomes a space that you look on from the top down which is the way I've always been seeing it with people but I just couldn't put that on the page for you or explain it to you or describe it to you so hopefully you stayed with some of that it's a kind of a weird journey into my brain this week